Good King What's-His-Ass looked out. No, Wenceslas, right? Okay. Merry and you too. It is 6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast of America, 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it's 1983. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants because I don't have to wear pants. I work from home. From here up is all anybody ever sees of me. Although tomorrow we have a gathering at the office for the holiday. Just a short little gathering, little secret Santa gift exchange and stuff. So uh, I'll have to put some pants on, which is, you know. Hey, JJ, good to see you. Welcome into the stream, JJ. And uh, uh, I don't want to bring you down right at the start of the show, but my sympathies to you. I kind of know what you're going through. I've been there, and uh, JJ lost a dear fur friend of his in the last week or so. So uh, we send out a cyber hug to you. All right, uh, what else we got going on here? We got a lot going on. It has stopped... For most of us here, you're welcome, JJ. Really, you're a dear friend. I feel feel for you. Um, it has stopped for most of us in peninsular Malaysia uh, with the rain for the last day and a half, two days. But uh, the future forecast doesn't look all that good, and we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. We're going to have kind of a short stream tonight. It's not going to be as the usual, just under an hour. Uh, but uh, some important stuff coming up. So, uh, first of all, uh, the real important stuff would be this. Miko update. Me, 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 Miko update. Look how purple that wall is tonight. Wow. Hey, she's doing great. She uh, is so excited. About an hour ago, she almost peed herself she was so excited because uh, my significant other got back and uh, she is very happy about that and uh, she's doing well she had i told you on the last stream on saturday night she was having what for all the symptoms and all the research i could do looked exactly like kennel cough i got some home remedy advice from the vet and a little bit of honey dogs are not supposed to have a lot of sugar but in small amounts is okay and of course, honey is great for its antibiotic properties. It also helps to soothe the silica, whatever it's called, uh, in the throat. And um, I added some humidity. We have a little humidifier. So not that we need any more humidity in Malaysia, especially lately. But um, it really helped a lot. And she is a thousand percent better. Yesterday, just a couple of coughs. And today, nothing. So... Health-wise, she's recovered, and she seems to be fine, which is a really good thing. Um, let's see. Yesterday, by the way, was the winter solstice. Yeah, I posted this picture, which is a beautiful uh, snow scene of the sun through some trees. And it was the sh shortest day of the year. And although here in Malaysia, because we're almost on the equator, the days are pretty much the same. 
But technically, technically, because the earth shifts and tilts. For those of you like in my home state back in Connecticut, well, you really know what, uh, what it's like. So yeah, happy solstice. And uh, <laughs> uh, oh, check this out. I didn't mean to share this tonight, but since we're looking at it, look at this idiot, this moron. There she is when she had her first lip injection. And now look at what she's turned into, this garish, disgusting, cartoon character of a person. And she says she has no plans to stop. This is Andrea Ivanova. She got her first lip injection at 21 because she was feeling insecure about her appearance. These people are sick. They need, they need professional help. They, they really do. Uh, the injection gave her almost immediate boost of confidence. She decided to continue, had the procedure done every few months. And at this point, she has more than quadrupled the size of her lips. 26 injections and has no plans to stop. She boasts about having the biggest lips in the world and is set to get her 27th injection in time for Christmas. That's too bad because you were a very beautiful woman and you turned yourself into a freak. You know what? Political correctness, I don't give a crap. This is stupid. You need professional help. Please seek it. Unbelievable. The things that people will do. I think society, I know it's so easy to blame society, but um, we pressure these people into doing these things. People are being pressured all the time, especially these days, ridiculously so. Stop doing that, would you? All right. Society as a whole, without the little idiosyncrasies like that moron, I believe, is an amazingly wonderful, warm-hearted, big-hearted, giving, caring group of people. Society as a whole. I lived in the U.S. for almost all of my life, except the last 20 years, when I moved to Malaysia. It'll be 20 years next year. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. I then lived in Key West in Florida for five years and then moved here to Malaysia. So I didn't have, I didn't get around a lot, but from Connecticut, it was easy to go to New York City, Boston, which I did a lot, and uh, traveled around, saw most of the East Coast, none of the West Coast, except for a layover in LA and one in Seattle uh, airports. <laughs> but, um, so that's my point of reference. That and 20 years in this amazing country. I did live in Thailand for about two months, but that doesn't really count. The Thai people are amazing. But you cannot beat Malaysians. All the stuff I'm going to talk about now has to do with Malaysians. Normal, everyday Dirt, nail, dirt under your fingernails, hardworking Malaysians who, when the crap hits the fan, give out 
and give of themselves and open up their wallets and their food cupboards and their clothes cupboards and they give and they give. Even when they don't have enough to give, they still give. For the last few days, uh, since, what, Thursday, Friday of last week, we were hit with some massive, massive rains uh, across Malaysia. And I'm sure you've seen it. In fact, Luna was in the stream on Saturday night, or Monday night. She said uh, she was reading about it in the U.S. It's become a bit of world news, at least some coverage. But we have been hit. Uh, the last I saw, it was 27 or 37 fatalities caused by the flood. And that number, sadly, is expected to grow. Tens of thousands of people have been put out of their homes because of the flooding. And um, it's a mess. There is still, to this moment in time, flooding in parts of Malaysia. And... Um, in the description tonight, which we call our show notes down below, you will see the very first link in our show notes is a link to a list from, I think it's coconuts, of places that uh, you can offer assistance if you want to. And I sure know you want to because these stories, they were all over social media. A lot of them were privatized or sent out only to people's friends, and I don't share here on the air those links. If a link is public, fair game. Anybody can see it. So I use it on the show. If it's not public, I won't put it on the show because it's not public. I happen to be a friend of that person. That person only wants to share it with their friends. So I respect that, of course. Um, there is a post here uh, from Charles Santiago. And he is an MP, a member of parliament uh, for our P110, Klang Ali Parliament Untuk, P110 Klang. And uh, Charles is very proactive when it comes to these kind of things. He's done a great job of keeping in touch with his uh, constituents and made this post. I wanted to just share this with you. Um, distribution of food, water, minerals, clothes, mineral water. Uh, necessities in Telokgong Central Village. And uh, they've got some of the pictures here of uh, some of the folks in need who are getting some assistance here. Um, and he's got a uh, an address in this post about a CIMB bank account where you can make a donation to assist if you are so inclined. Um all of these amazing uh, posts that people have made about the assistance that people have given, that, that Malaysians who took up the charge when few others were, um, in some cases, the people whose job it was to help and who fell short. Um, Malaysians came to the call in remarkable ways. Look at these pictures. This fellow is in a hospital bed and that if you're listening on the podcast please please i can't encourage you enough to check out these images on our video replay which right now we're live but we also have the video of the show up on rumble.com uh, youtube our youtube channel and also facebook you can watch 
somewhere. Whenever you're listening to the podcast, <clears throat> the link's in the show notes. Just check it out. Um, but this is absolutely remarkable, the, the kind of images that have been uh, coming through on social media. Uh, just incredible. Uh, some of the tragedies that people have gone through. And by the way, a lot of what I've seen in social media has been about the Klang Valley. That's a huge area in Malaysia, right in the middle of the peninsula of Malaysia. But um, people need to remember that we are not the only ones affected. I live in the Klang Valley. I live in Subang. And uh, people in Johor, in fact, this post from a, a Facebook page called Johor, My Hometown. And uh, you'll see these images here from, uh, from Johor. Absolutely incredible. Some of the uh, devastation that's happened. Look at the inside of that car all caked with mud. That's just unbelievable. Look at that. So uh, please do remember. Yeah, wow. That's insane. Crazy. Wow. Uh, Termalo, uh, what I was, my point being that, uh, you know, don't think that uh, only here in the Klang Valley, uh, people are having problems all up and down um, Malaysia from Pahang, uh, Tremolo, Triang area, many, 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 many areas suffering not only from the rain and from the floods, uh, Johor, as we just showed you, but also the folks in, in a lot of the small Kampong areas, small villages, uh, for those of you who aren't in Malaysia listening to the show. Um, they are as inundated as we are here in the Klang Valley, and they need your help. And you can, again, the link to a, a whole list uh, from, I believe it's Coconuts, uh, is there in the, uh, in the show notes tonight. And you can check it. Yeah, it's coconuts.co. And that's where you'll find the link uh, on our, show, our description down below. And if you want to uh, want to know about ways that you can help, including our furry friends, cannot forget them. Of course, people being the priority. But our pets also have been suffering. Check out this picture from some, some great... My friend Amir uh, posted this. It's a public post. But this is, this is so heartwarming to see some guy who's gone in with uh, some sort of canoe or whatever it is, longboat, and picked up all these uh, dogs who were stranded in the, uh, in the floodwaters. It's just amazing, heartwarming, uh, so incredible to see the ways that people have helped out in, with donations, uh, with jumping right in, bringing their boats and their inflatables to help rescue people. This from the uh, Malay Mail, links in the description. Uh, if you have a pet that fell sick or got hurt during the floods, uh, this amazing vet has offered now free veterinary treatment in Sha'alam from today. That was yesterday's headline. So it's still, as far as I know, going on today. Again, the link's in the show notes if you want to know more about it. But a tip of the hat and a hearty hi-ho to this amazing uh, vet service. There's some of the, some of the problems in the flooding that the uh, fur friends have had. So, yeah, there is a... Okay, we don't need all the ads. Um, animal lovers seeking medical treatment for their sick pets or injured strays that survived the flooding in Klang Valley can take them to a temporary mission in Sha'alam. 
starting yesterday. The emergency medical mission launched by the Malaysian Veterinaries Medical Association, MAVMA. Uh, licensed vets uh, will be treating the animals for free. And it runs from 9 in the morning till 6 at night in the parking lot of the KFC and Pizza Hut in Taman Sri Muda, which is one particular place in the Klang Valley that has been really, really badly, badly hit. Yeah, Sri Muda. So. Um, but a, a, just a big thank you. And I, like I said, there were so many uh, social media posts that I wanted to share but couldn't because they were privatized. They weren't public, but all you have to do is just do a search and you'll find the amazing pictures <clears throat> of the way Malaysians, in fact, that's why I know I wore this shirt. I try not to repeat my wardrobe too many shows in a row, but I had to wear this one tonight because uh, I'm just so impressed. And uh, thank you to the folks out there who give and give until it hurts to help fellow Malaysians. And it doesn't matter what your religion is, what your race is, what your creed is. It just doesn't matter. You're a Malaysian. And that's what matters. Wow. Sadly, uh, the news isn't good from the Met Malaysia, the meteorological department here in Malaysia. They say the weather forecast for the future a few days until next Tuesday shows that more rain is expected. Now, I'm going to guess that over the last day and a half, two days, that we haven't had any massive rainfall. Things have receded a bit, but just be aware they are still likely way above normal, even though they've gone down. And it wouldn't take a whole lot more rain to be right back in the middle of this problem again. And sadly, the Malaysian Meteorological Department says, be aware, we likely are going to get it. So keep an eye on the forecast. You can find weather radar for free. Just do a search, you'll find it. Stick Malaysian weather radar and you can see live time radar. I have an app on my phone, by the way, which is very helpful. It's called Windy. If you find Windy, It'll geolocate you and it'll show you weather satellite, rainfall, live time. Very, very helpful. I use it all the time. So things sadly do not look really great for the um, next few days through like next Tuesday, as I said. Thunderstorm warnings in some areas, weather forecast, uh, rain expected. Please be aware. So uh, yeah, that, that post again from uh, Charles. Thank you for that. It's amazing, frightening, and once again, I'll just I'll show you, but I'm not going to go through the whole article because there's too much information here. But I did share it in the description down below of our show tonight, or the video if you're watching, or the podcast if you're if you're listening. And by the way, those places to make donations, especially financial ones, they work no matter where you are in the world. So I know I have a lot of listeners in the U.S., U.K., India. Wherever you may be, if you'd like to help, by all means, you will find places in our show notes in that first uh, hyperlink there. But uh, this article from coconuts.co, thanks very much to the good friends over there at Coconuts. And uh, they have shared a whole list of ways and places you can go to or 
things you can do to offer to help. 41,000 plus people displaced. It says here at least five killed, but this was from two days ago. It's now sadly gone up to uh, 30, 40 people, I believe, sadly. Uh, worst flood to hit KL and Selangor in decades. Affected areas including Klang, Sha'alam, Puchong. And uh, if you'd like to join the numerous Malaysians banding together to lend a helping hand or donate necessities to the flood victims, uh, they have compiled the list, and these are uh, they've been checked out by the team at Coconuts. They are le legitimate avenues for you to reach out. And as you can see, I'll just scroll through here. There's all kinds of links and places, both for financial help, donations of in-kind services, uh, clothing, food, whatever it might be. So please do check out that link to Coconuts. And like I said, if you know you can't send clothes here from the U.S. or or the U.K. or India or wherever you may be listening, Australia, but you can make a financial donation to one of these links here on the page, and it would certainly help out. And we could use, sadly, we could use the help. So we thank you in advance for whatever you might be able to do. All right, what else is going on? We're going to get off the topic of flooding for a while. Coffee break time. Uh, oh, I missed talking about this on Monday's show because we had so much else going on. But I saw this post from Engelbert Humperdinck. Uh, you might recognize the name, very famous singer from the 70s, 60s and 70s. Um, but he posted about Carlos Marin. You probably don't know the name Carlos Marin, but you might know the name Il Divo. You will certainly recognize the face. And uh, Engelbert writes, It is with a heavy heart we're letting you know that our friend and partner Carlos Marin has passed away. He will be missed by his friends, families, and fans. There will never be another voice or spirit like Carlos for 17 years, the four of us have been on this incredible journey of Il Divo together. They had a time back, was it the 80s or 90s, where they, they're, they're very operatic, four guys who sing amazing uh, songs, cover songs mostly. And uh, it says here, we'll miss our dear friend. We hope and pray that this beautiful soul will rest in peace. Uh, David, Sebastian, and Urs. Uh, the other surviving three members of Il Divo. So it's been a long time since I, I had thought thought about uh, Il Divo, but sadly uh, Carlos has uh, has passed away. All right. Um, you know what? I was going to share the Scottish Bridge story, but it just seems a little inappropriate tonight. So I'm not going to. We'll do it in our next show. Uh, we'll, uh, the link is in the show notes if you want to read it. It's an interesting article, very weird, but we'll actually talk about it coming up in our uh, our next show because I just, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right tonight. So, all right. What does feel right, though, is to do uh, the last part of our book and a little special treat after that. So as you know, we read books on this show at the end of our stream. And uh, we've done all kinds of amazing classic books from Peter Pan to The Wonderful Wizard of Oz to The Little Prince, you name it. We've, we've read a ton of them 
This is our 155th show, I think. Wow. Um, So we do that because we like to encourage you to read. We like to encourage your kids to read. And we like especially to encourage you to read to your kids. And uh, we get these from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org. They're all free. They're in the public domain. And uh, this is my all-time favorite Christmas story. It's called A Christmas Memory. It was written a long time ago by Truman Capote. Amazing writer. If you've never read In Cold Blood, do yourself a favor. But um, we're going to finish it out tonight. uh, Because I will let you know now that uh, this is going to be our last stream until Monday. We normally do Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, but this Saturday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day night, uh, I'm going to take a break from doing our show and spend some time with loved ones. So, um, yeah, I will not be here for Saturday night, but I'll pick you up again on Monday. We'll be starting a new book Monday, too. So tonight we're going to finish out the Truman Capote's amazing story, A Christmas Memory. And um, we'll back up just a little bit because they had just woken up on Christmas morning, had their breakfast, which puts everyone in a good humor, except my friend and me. Frankly, we are so impatient to get at the presents, we can't eat a mouthful. Here we go. Well, I'm disappointed. Who wouldn't be? With socks, a Sunday school shirt, some handkerchiefs, a hand-me-down sweater, and a year's subscription to a religious magazine for children. The Little Shepherd. It makes me boil. Really does. My friend has a better haul. A sack of satsumas, that's her best present. She is proudest, however, of a white wool shawl knitted by her married sister. But she says her favorite gift is the kite I built her, which is blue and scattered with gold and green good conduct stars. Moreover, my name is painted on it. Buddy. Buddy, the wind is blowing. The wind is blowing. And nothing will do till we've run to a pasture below the house where Queenie has scooted to bury her bone and where, a winter hence, Queenie will be buried too. There, plunging through the waist-high grass, we unreel our kites, feel them twitching at the string like skyfish as they swim into the wind. Satisfied, sun-warmed, we sprawl on the grass, peel satsumas, and watch our kites cavort. Soon, I forget the socks and hand-me-down sweater. I'm as happy as if we'd already won the $50,000 grand prize in that coffee-naming contest. My, how foolish I am, my friend cries, suddenly alert, like a woman remembering too late she has biscuits in the oven. You know, what I've always thought, she asks in a tone of discovery and not smiling at me, but a point beyond. I've always thought a body would have to be sick and dying before they saw the Lord. And I imagine that when he came, it would look like at the Baptist window. 
pretty as coloured glass with the sun pouring through. Such a shine you, you don't know it's getting dark. And it's been a comfort to think of that shine taking away all the spooky feelings. But I'll wager it never happens. I'll wager at the very end a body realizes the Lord has already shown himself that things as they are, her hand circles in a gesture that gathers the clouds and kites and grass and queenie pawing earth over her bone. Just what they've always seen was seeing him. As for me, I could leave the world with today in my eyes. This is our last Christmas together. Life separates us. Those who know best decide that I belong in a military school, and so follows a miserable succession of bugle-blowing prisons, grim, reveille-ridden summer camps. I have a new home now, but it doesn't count. Home is where my friend is, and there I never go. And there she remains, puttering around the kitchen, alone with Queenie, then alone. Buddy, dear, she writes in her wild, hard-to-read script. Yesterday, Jim Macy's horse kicked Queenie bad. Be thankful she didn't feel much. I wrapped her in a fine linen sheet and rode her in the buggy down to Simpson's pasture where she can be with all her bones. For a few Novembers, she continues to bake her fruit cakes, single-handed. Not as many, but some. And of course, she always sends me the best of the batch. Also, in every letter, she encloses a dime, wadded in toilet paper. See a picture show, and write me a story. But gradually in her letters she tends to confuse me with her other friend, the buddy who died in the 1880s. More and more thirteenths are not the only days she stays in bed. A morning arrives in November, a leafless, birdless, coming of winter morning, when she cannot rouse herself to exclaim, Oh my, it's fruitcake weather. And when it happens, I know it. A message saying so merely confirms a piece of news some secret vein had already received, severing me an irreplaceable part of myself, letting it loose like a kite on a broken string. That is why walking across a school campus on this particular December morning. I keep searching the sky, as if I expected to see, rather like hearts, a pair of lost kites hurrying towards heaven. Truman Capote. Absolutely incredible.
incredible story. So we will have that posted up uh, in segments on our uh, YouTube channel. If you'd like to just listen to the whole story by itself without me making all the funny, strange comments in between. Um, and finally tonight, I told you this stream was going to be a little shorter than normal. But uh, I did want to leave you with one last thing because we will not be here Christmas Day night, Saturday night. So, to celebrate the season, I've got one more reading for you. It's a short one. You've heard it before, but uh, hear it again. Why not? This is the original night before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. Then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drowned up like a bow, and his beard on his chin was as white as the snow. 
The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying a finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I'll see you Monday. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. Good night. <laughs>